Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crossroads and Culture, where life, ministry, and culture meet. You know, maybe you're in a season right now in your life, whether it be emotionally, spiritually, physically, and you're you're wondering how long is this season going to last? Maybe it's just been a, a, just a really difficult place and a hard place. How do you get through those moments? Well, I, I want to share with you just a devotional thought today of how we see in Scripture we're able to navigate those times. Because we think about what today today's culture and to what's going on in this world, and man, I just don't I just don't like the place that we're in. And I'm crying out to God, how long is this going to last? How long is this going to go on? And I find comfort in God's Word and in knowing that He is present, even in the midst of my how long moments. And He's in yours as well. In the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 9, verses 22 and 23, listen to what God's Word says. Whether it was two days, a month, or a longer time that the cloud continued over the tabernacle, abiding there, the people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. But when it lifted, they set out. At the command of the Lord, they camped. And at the command of the Lord, they set out. They kept the charge of the Lord at the command of the Lord by Moses. Now, the context of this verse is the children of Israel had been been set free from Egypt. Moses led them out. God delivered them by his strong arm and led them out of Egypt. And they've crossed the Red Sea. Now they're on their way to the promised land. And while they're on the way to the promised land, they encounter the wilderness moments of life. Maybe that's where you are right now. It's just, it feels like the wilderness moments of life. And you're wondering how long are these going to last? And what we find in scripture is that when God was leading the children of Israel, he was leading them by a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. That was representative of God's presence with the children of Israel, not only being with them, but leading them as well. But, but when I think about the circumstances of wilderness moments, sometimes I ask this question, maybe, maybe you're feeling this as well, you're, you're, you're sensing this in your own life. How long, God, shall I remain where I am? How long am I going to have to stay here and be here? I mean, that's, a, that's been a question of mine for some time. Maybe that's one of the questions stirring in your soul and your mind as well. How long am I going to be in this season? How long am I going to be in this place? Again, emotionally, with the things I'm struggling with emotionally or or spiritually. Maybe feeling as though you're just not hearing from God clearly. And so spiritually, you just feel like you're in a wilderness moment. Or physically, you're going through that that sickness, that illness. Um, How long, God, how long is this going to last? Well, in the scriptures, that was a common question. I mean, just read through the writings of the psalmist, the prophets, and the book of Job, and, and you'll see how relevant Scripture is and that their reasoning for questioning is no different than yours or mine. It's interesting, though, that it isn't often asked in moments and places of comfort and joy, but it's asked in times of distress, in times of discouragement, and longing, suffering, and pain. And for me, I, I mean, I've, I've found that I often get stuck in that question, though, and miss out on the truth that even in my longing to not be in the discontent of where I am, God's presence is still very near, abiding, actually. And that's not just a good thing. It's essential for us. In the story of the Exodus, as the children of Israel left Egypt on their way to what was promised to them by God, the thick cloud of His presence abided with them, even and especially in their how-long moments. But did you catch what Israel's response was to God's abiding presence? 
Listen again to the text. The people of Israel remained in camp and did not set out. But when it, talking about the cloud of his presence, when it lifted, they set out. God's presence in our how long moments doesn't just make them bearable. It makes them meaningful. It gives cause to sing even when there seems to be no words or melody. Not long ago, I was as I was writing, I saw a bird just outside my window that, that was singing at the top of her little lungs against the backdrop of a thunderstorm that was rolling in. And she was sitting in a tree that God had graciously provided as shelter for her from the storm. And that seems to me a very poignant picture of what it looks like to enjoy the abiding presence of God in the midst of life's rumblings. Truthfully, God's presence is, is often more visible when the skies of life are darkest. The greatest temptation, though, I think, in, in our how long moments is, is to run anywhere but where we presently are. Let me, let me say that again. The greatest temptation in our how long moments is to run anywhere but where we presently are. Israel had the same response, though. How long are we supposed to be out here in this desert with you know, no Wi-Fi access, no, no Starbucks, no Chick-fil-A, no Netflix, no Amazon Prime? Seriously, I mean, Egypt would have been the better option at this point. I mean, I could hear them saying that, right? We've lost all perspective when we long for captivity more than we do for freedom. But that's exactly what the enemy seeks to do, tempt us to lose perspective. Instead of being content and resting in the consolation of God's presence with them, among them, and before them, they complained and they wanted to run back to Egypt. You know, they wanted like a steak dinner while captive in Egypt rather than the presence of God and walking in freedom. It's a dangerous thing when God's presence isn't enough for us. But that's just it, isn't it? I mean, we're often not satisfied with God's presence because we desire relief more than refining. We long to be comforted by the idols we carve more than conform to the image of Christ. And in doing so, we miss the fullness of God, which means we miss what our soul longs for and needs most, the presence of God. I've found myself being no different than the children of Israel, who after remaining too long in a how-long wilderness moment, impetuously packs up my discontent and, and moves quickly to the next best thing. Or at least I think it's the best thing. But when we move away from God's presence and, and we seek to make the journey in this life on our own, it doesn't, it doesn't end well. Moses knew this well. I, I know this well. And you probably do too if you're being honest with yourself. I mean, like Moses, I don't want to go anywhere God's presence does not go with me. I've had too many moments in my life, maybe you have as well, where you've wandered ahead rather than follow the cloud of his presence and, and ends up leaving us in, in desolate places and valleys where death casts its dark shadow. You see, there's an order to this relationship we have with God. It's, it's a rhythm that works because of who he is and who I'm not. He is God, which means he's all-wise, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present, and he's wholly good, he's just, He's loving, merciful, he's gracious, he's forgiving, he's patient. I mean, words are more limited in describing him than are his attributes. And yet somewhere in the day-to-day, -day, I fail to remember this, that God's leading is better than mine. 
That's why he's the shepherd and I'm the sheep. I mean, God knows where the green pastures are and quiet, cool waters that my depleted soul needs, that your depleted soul needs. He knows when the valley of shadow death is just ahead, and, and, and it's the necessary path to something greater that he has for me, that he has for you. Yet even in that, he leads me because God knows the dangers that await me. He surrounds me. He surrounds us on all sides. His, his nearness comforts our anxious and fearful soul. So resting and remaining in God's presence just makes perfect sense. I want to be fully present in his presence. I mean, you, you, know, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, have you ever really thought about how often we aren't fully present, not just in God's presence, but in the presence of others as well? How many times have you been talking with you know, your wife or your husband or your kids or, or a friend um, over dinner or at home or wherever you may be, and your phone alerts you that you have a text or an email or a notification that someone just liked your social media post, and you exit being present with them and enter into being fully present with your phone? And we do it all the time. In order to break that cycle, it takes two things. It takes intentionality and elimination. You have to be intentional about being fully present with those you're with in that moment, and you need to eliminate what's distracting you. There's something very significant you communicate when the people you're engaging know you're fully present, and it's no different with God. When we're fully present in His presence, something significant is communicated, not just to God, but most often from Him to us. It's in his presence, just resting there and not rushing, that we're reminded of who he is and who he says we are, that we're loved, accepted, valued, forgiven, treasured, and there's so much more he has to say. And I don't know about you, but I need to hear that. And I really believe you do as well, and you long for that. So Whatever moments you're going through right now, these how-long moments, these wilderness moments, just know that these moments aren't being wasted, that even though they're not desirable and they may not feel bearable, just remember that they're meaningful. God is doing something in these moments, and really it's an invitation for you to step into His presence and to be fully present in His presence and let Him speak truth to you and over you and let him lead you. Because as you do that, he will remind you that he is very near and that he's at work doing something far beyond what you could ever imagine. I hope that this has encouraged you today. And if it has, share it with someone else who may be encouraged by it. Share it on your social media post. Um, um, text the link to your friends. Um, hopefully this will be helpful. With that being said, I hope you have a great evening, and I look forward to you joining me next time on Crossroads and Culture.